Searching for something to put a smile back on your face Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place You need a partner for the ride Cause everybody needs a climb So set your worries to the side Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? I just feel like I'm back at home. I mean, we have been, uh, we had a time and we're still having a time. But Yes, we're bringing that into our lexicon. (laughs) We've had a time. (laughs) Yeah, we had a time. But now we're back home. I feel like, you know, we've been busy and I am just so happy to be talking about Boy Meets World again. Yeah, like this is where it started. Like, I feel like we like it was like the busiest vacation of all time. But I feel like we went on a vacation last week and we Mm -hmm. like saw the sights and, you know, we did all the sightseeing. (laughs) We did all the touristy things. Right. And now we're just back to our home base. Like, this is where we started. Mm -hmm. So we got our, you know, got our break. We like. This is us. And um, speaking of this is us, boy, oh, I have thoughts. Um, but this is where we began. And so we are back, back, back again to Boy Meets World. Did Very I say cutting. that? Did you say what? Back, back, back again. No, I just did. Shit, because <laughs> I thought that I said that in my head. Did you? I mean, it's like yeah. a RuPaul's Drag Race thing. So it makes sense. Like back, back, back again. It's RuPaul's yeah, Drag Race, I thought that right? I said that. I thought that was my joke. And I thought that you were just repeating my joke. Oh. it's not. Well, when I edit this, I'll know whether I repeated your no, joke I don't or not, think I guess. So. I, think, I, have no, I don't think so. I, you know what? I probably did. It's no, fine. no, 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 no. <laughs> um, girl, I got to tell you, mm-hmm. I know I have come to the clubhouse and I got oh, accepted. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm now in the clubhouse. I am a star of the clubhouse going and taking webinars and uh yeah so for for like the people who are over the age of 23 that don't know what clubhouse is can you please explain because i still don't know what it is i still don't know what clubhouse is but um okay essentially it's kind of like a hangout there are um there are webinars going on at all times about a heap of different topics. So um, obviously I've been tuning into the podcasting seminars talking about like marketing and about, you know, branding and about, I don't know, other podcasting things like I did like a 
like uh, one of those podcasting things where you introduce your podcast and it's like a networking event. There, I mean, it's all a networking event. And then there's like, you know, our friend Rob Sesternino. He's mm-hmm. on it all the time buzzing and he's talking about anything from Survivor or it's just a hangout. It's basically so just people like, are just like listening, but yeah, they also but can be like panelists. Panelists. You like raise your hand. They welcome you on. So. Um, yeah, it's like it's totally it's fun. Um, it's kind of like a live podcast where, mm-hmm. you know, you could be talking with your friends and like somebody raises their hand. You can bring them on, add contributions. So there's that aspect. It's like a hangout aspect. It's like a seminar aspect. Rob called me the star of Clubhouse because I made such a raging debut. So what did you do in your raging debut? Uh, I was just talking about. Um, a whole bunch of stuff, but um, there was a whole like you know my whole millennials and all that stuff. Versus oh, how millennials are killing like skinny jeans and stuff. Well, no, we're not. Killing. Oh no, that's Gen Z. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. but Gen like Z. that whole thing. But I was also talking about. I mean, like just tons of stuff. Just, just uh, having a good old time. That's great. Um, yeah. So, but the funniest thing is that like you can't just sign up. You have to be either nominated or you have to like be on the waiting list and wait oh until this is like exclusive you. it's like exclusive but so how did so you get on who, get who on? invited you um i signed up then i had to wait and then my friend megan accepted me um so <laughs> uh so i have two nominations to give out or two people that i can add to the clubhouse i just don't have anybody to add so if anybody wants to be part of the clubhouse I yeah. would invite you, Jessica, but, you know. Listen, I'll let you handle the, the Gen Z social media because it's too much. It's too much. I'm, I'm doing like, a lot for our brand, though. Listen, you are. You represent our brand. I am so shitty with the social media. I'm the retweeter. Sarah is the one who tweets everything, and I retweet the shit out of it. Because I am yeah. on, like, Discord more than any other social media platform. I suppose mm-hmm. you could call Discord a social media platform. I would say so. Yeah, it's a bit different, but, like... I'm on that the most and then I would say Twitter is second and then Instagram is like a distant third and Facebook is like I check it every once in a while yeah. like it is hard to keep up on everything I don't think I could add Clubhouse as another one because it's so yeah. much especially if I have to listen because I have like podcasts and audiobooks I gotta get through people mm-hmm. Jeez Louise yeah well you know you pop, wild. you pop out yeah love the Clubhouse um how was your Monday it was good. So it is President's Day. So I had off and Will has like an afternoon evening shift at work. So we decided um, because we love Paul Rudd so much. He has a candy store in Rhinebeck, New York. So anybody who lives what? in the general upstate area. Um, there's a town called Rhinebeck. It is about a little over an hour from where we are. And we were like, he has a candy store. Like, and this is a candy store he co-owns with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's like so cute and attractive, just like Paul Rudd. Um, that we were like, let's go. Like, this will be fun. They sell Rice Krispie treats that has Paul Rudd's face on it and Jeffrey oh. Dean Morgan's face on it. Did you get that? Yes, of course. Oh, um, what's it called? So, you can even tell us what it's called. Oh, I'm sorry. Samuel's Sweet Shop, I think. Samuel's Candy Store, something okay. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Rhinebeck, New York. Um, and so we drove out there today. So we left this morning, brought our smoothies, brought our coffees. 
um took a nice drive it was actually really nice like it was i don't leave the house so to like drive and go somewhere was nice um it like did rain and snow a little bit but it was fine um but it's like it's so tiny so be warned like it is a very small because it's on like a main street of a tiny town right yeah it's a very tiny shop so like because of the covid safety precautions which like good they have this you know it's like you can only have like a few people in the store at a time so we didn't like spend a ton of time in there like i would browse for a very long time if it's not covid times Mm -hmm. um but we kind of got in got out got our stuff so we got like we haven't eaten too much of it yet but we got like homemade reese's cups and the rice krispie treat and uh will got like marzipan which i tried and i did not like i know some people really love it um Mm -hmm. not my thing Mm -hmm. uh but that was really fun um so that's what we did this morning and i've just been like hanging out pretty much all day which has been that sounds just nice, nice. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm looking at this candy store it looks really really intriguing yeah they had a lot of like cute stuff there i really love like a homemade candy like a homemade mm-hmm. reese's cup is really good for me so yeah not good for me but well sounds um, like such a nice little rendezvous i'm really happy for you boo boo yeah, I mean, I haven't, like I said, I have not really left the house. So it was nice to leave the house uh, mm-hmm. today and, and head out. And yeah, that was good. But other than that, I was off work, so didn't really do too much. Um, I'm trying to think, oh, I have, this is the dumbest thing ever. So I know we come on and we talk about like, oh, what have we been watching this week? Like, what have we been watching on TV? Mm-hmm. I have like the dumbest suggestion, but literally because this is what we've been watching um so I never watched the show Stranger Things on Netflix because yeah. I do not say like scary things and I know people say oh uh-huh. so scary yeah it was like to me it was marketed as a scary show mm-hmm. and I was like no thank you I'm good um Will had seen seasons one and like partially season two and so finally last night or the night before I was like you know what let's watch some Stranger Things like I think I'm ready for it because I've watched some scary stuff you what? know <laughs> What brought you to be like, yes, I'm ready for Stranger Things? I don't know. I think somebody maybe in the Posture Recaps Discord was like talking about mm. it. And I saw it somewhere. And I was just like, I want to be in on the lexicon of Stranger Things. Right. Yeah, I'm starting like, to get I a little know. bit of FOMO with uh, that Discord. The again, Discord. But, yeah. <laughs> Everyone should have the FOMO. It's a great place to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you seen Stranger Things? Of course. Yeah. OK. So now we are watching Stranger Things. He has to work, and when he gets home from work, we're going to watch the season one finale. We binged, like, a lot within, like, Wow, you, like, really Zoomed. We Zoom Zoom. So were um, you scared? No, I'm not scared. Like, there are some creepy things. There's, like, very few jump scares. So everybody out there who's like me and doesn't like scary things, I would say there's, like, a few jump scares and very minor, like, scary creatures, I guess is how I'd put it. Mm-hmm. But... I'm very upset. So anybody who's going to watch Stranger Things, like, tune out for, like, a minute. Yeah. Earmuffs. Because um, I will say that the first episode, first, like, two episodes, I was, like, standing Barb. I knew it. I knew this is where it was going. Yes, of course. And I stand Barb. Like, the minute she comes on screen, I'm like, this is it. This is my girl. I love Barb. Yeah. And I was, when I tell you I was devastated, I was devastated. And here's the thing. 
I was like, well, you know what? Maybe she she's she's can make it. She can mm-hmm. do it. Maybe she's okay. And then the very last episode we just so obviously I haven't watched the finale yet, but the wa- episode I just watched was the one where Eleven goes into like the upside down universe or whatever the hell mm-hmm. and sees Barb with like a nasty ass like slub c- coming out of her mouth or whatever that <laughs> yeah. was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, justice yeah. for Barb. Do you remember that that's what the hashtag was? It was all justice for See, Barb. Or did just, you just I, say that? I I'm not well I know now that it's a thing yeah but I didn't obviously know that before I watched the show I didn't know anything about the show besides mm-hmm. I think I knew there was a character named Eleven and that was it yeah but I didn't know if it was a man woman I didn't know anything mm-hmm. um but yeah so I'm very upset needless to say yeah. I am devastated I hate Rip. a lot of the other characters because they do dumb things Winona yeah. Ryder is fantastic we love her yeah um, very good yes. um you'll love uh I forget his name because I it's the off season and you know that the the sheriff he has Hopper a, Hopper has a great ass so um the funny thing is is like I started out the show hating Hopper yeah and now I'm like more on board with him but in the very beginning I was like this guy fucking sucks like <laughs> yeah but did you see his butt I mean have we seen a lot of his butt I don't know you'll see butt. bare butt or just like covered no, butt just covered butt oh okay I was getting excited for a second um, um yeah. yeah anyway what have you been watching now that i've been rambling about stranger things for five minutes hmm. okay so this is like muchos embarrassing and i i don't like totally want to get into this but okay. so um i okay it's not that embarrassing i mean people watch twitch all the time why am i like making a big deal of this so everybody I've been, watches twitch i know i know i know so like there's this like um guy that i've been watching called andrew Andrew Arcade since literally 2013. Like mm-hmm. I started watching him and Rob around the same time that long okay. ago. And if not 2013, 2012, like a very long time. And he does Sims videos. And there's a challenge in The Sims called Not So Berry, and it's a 10 legacy challenge. So it takes a very long time. Like I'm in the middle of the challenge. I haven't played Sims in a really long time. Like honestly, Animal Crossing ruined Sims mm-hmm. for me. And um, Animal Crossing is ruined for me for a separate reason. But I haven't played Sims really since Animal Crossing came. So mm-hmm. long story short, um, I got very, very behind on his VODs. Do you know what a VOD is? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> video on demand. So it's basically like they had their Twitch streams and then they saved the video so the people can, that didn't catch the streams could watch it later. Oh, I know. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I've seen yeah. them, but I didn't Puya. know that's what they you were called. You probably watch Puya's VODs. Yes. All so, the time. But I didn't know that's what they were called. Yeah. So I got behind on the VODs of this challenge. Um, so I've been trying to catch up. At one point, I was like 26 streams behind. Oh, my goodness. Um, And they're like, they rate these um, streams last from like three hours to sometimes he goes up to eight hours. Do you so, watch them on a higher speed? No, not always. No, no. Oh my goodness! So, but I, I like watch them in pieces. So I finally am like three streams away from the ending, and I've just been like trying to finish. Mm-hmm. So no, that's completely fair. I that's like totally a fair thing to talk about. Like, like, hey I mean, guys, we, I'm watching Sims videos and watching eight hours. I mean, of wh- Sims what is videos. the difference between watching that and watching like someone play Among Us? Like honestly, it's like it's essentially the same thing in my mind. I guess that's true, but. Um, no, that is very exciting um, that you're almost done because I totally can I totally can like connect with that of like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm like so many behind like for a while I got very behind on my favorite murder 
Mm-hmm. And I was just like binging, binging, binging to catch up. Yeah, I think that um, once I finish this, I'll be able to like listen to more podcasts and like mm-hmm. all that stuff because it's kind of like the things that I do while I'm doing other stuff. I, you don't have to really pay attention to it. Yes, 100%. I do the same thing. Like put something on while I'm working type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um. Yes, awesome. Um. Do we want to get into 90s nightcaps? Yeah, so out of alcohol in this house, looked and looked, there's none to be found. So I made myself a coffee. Um. It's just like a French press coffee. And I'm trying this like Chobani uh, hazelnut creamer. It's not that bad. Mm, that sounds so. good. I love hazelnut. Yeah. Um, I probably should have had a coffee because I'm like, I'm pretty tired today. But I ended up just grabbing like a mini bottle of the Barefoot Bubbly. What the hell is this? Brute Cuvée? I sound like an idiot. I have no idea. Brute B-R-E-T. means the, You know what Brute is. It's it's no. not sweet. It's, um. <gasps> you know what? I didn't think this tasted sweet enough. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah, Brute is like, um. Dry. It's a dry champagne. Ugh, no wonder I wasn't liking it as much. Anyway, <laughs> it's a champagne. Um, It's fine. It's like I said, it's not sweet enough for me, but I have a sweet tooth. So yeah, that's what I'm drinking today. Mm-hmm. But we are here to talk about the season two premiere of Boy Meets World. And like, bitch, everything has changed. Everything has changed. <laughs> it's a whole new world. It's a whole new yes. world. So back to school back with to the letter school. or the number two back in the title. School, back to school. Got a show. Whomever, not a fool. I mean, there are a bit of fools. There's a lot of fools. Yes, there um, a lot of fools this episode. <laughs> a lot of fools. Um, air date. We'll, we're bringing it back for at least this episode, September twenty third, okay. nineteen ninety four. So we're still in ninety four. Yes, and mm-hmm. new intro. Goodbye, old intro. <laughs> Never missed ya. Yeah, but is th- this is even worse? I disagree. Really? Because. Well, the reason I disagree, and maybe I don't know if it changes, and this is just the shorter version. I no, don't I, I like when I saw this, I checked like four episodes throughout the season just to be like, oh, is this like, is this, is this it, or this is, is this it. like, does it change? See, I much prefer. This is a more modern thing now, where shows don't have huge long intros. Like it's just, yeah. Basically, for those who don't remember, if you didn't rewatch, it's like an instrumental with like a teenage kid with sunglasses, like leaning up against a globe, and then it like rolls over him and squishes him. Yeah, and that's like it. And I loved it because I was like, short, snappy, to the point. We <laughs> it's get very it. um, like metaphorical, you know, like oh yeah, the world crushes him. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah and. It you, there's not even an option to skip the intro. That's what I'm saying. That's how quick it is. It's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. So we're uh, new intro here. Yeah, I felt like a little uncomfy. I don't know. Maybe I missed season one. Mm. But then, then again, I never. But did even, you watch season one? No, you skipped it. No, I skipped it. <laughs> exactly. So how are you gonna miss it? Come on. I don't know. I don't we know. all know that we're waiting for the day when we get to and his boy meets world. Yeah, like that's it. That's yeah, that's the, the most memorable. That's the most yeah, memorable. That's, yeah, that is the one we love. This is mm-hmm. the one that we can like, like, ding, Mary kill. We ding this one. I kill I, the first one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I we'll don't have know. to play that when we get there. Like, yeah. forever from now. Yeah. Um, But first day of high school, Um, you know, Alan and Amy are talking and like Amy's worried that Corey's going to be nervous. Corey's like freaking pumped he to go to high school. He is popping off, jumping around, so excited. He's in a great mood, best day ever. Um 
horrible first day of school clothing. Like, this is your first day of junior high, and this is the shit that you decide to wear. This he looks, loves the yellow. It looks How just he, like his old clothes. It he does. Even he's try. not. Yeah, he's not grown up at all. I love oh. Morgan's line of go back to camp loser. Yeah. I was loving for it. <laughs> I uh. know. I mean, I wonder, like, what kind was it a sleepaway camp? Was it a day camp? I'm sure he played tons of baseball in camp. Ugh. Had a great time. Maybe Sean even went to camp with him. I can visualize it. And I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my like uh, prediction out here right now and say mm-hmm. that Morgan has more lines this season because she's a year older. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe they'll give her more lines yeah, instead she, of screaming. She got everything. bangs. Morgan has bangs. She's got bangs. Every every her. '90s kid had bangs. Oh yeah, so. I had bangs. I had mm-hmm. bangs. As did I. Mm-hmm. Um, so Corey's not nervous. He knows his place. He's starting off as a zero. He like. Interviewed Eric on what this is going to be like. He says he needs to make friends with Harley Kiner. He will be his most trusted assistant is his plan. Yeah, I mean, it's not a terrible idea. I mean, I don't hate his prep work. He definitely um, did his homework, so to speak, as they Mm. discussed. And he has notes. And I mean, would I like go to the biggest kid on my uh, first day of class? And we'll yeah. talk about his approach later. It's a little bold. It's a little bold. But yeah. he's I mean, at least he has a plan. At least he's like, you know, has a good attitude about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Eric seemed to be like friendly enough to answer his questions. So that seems nice. Yeah, we'll talk about how nice Eric is throughout this episode. Um, Sean walks in and he has sideburns. Um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's the look. It's a look. Um, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Um, yeah. Amy's like, you have glue on your face. And then yeah. this is when Eric comes in and hands Corey a piece of paper. Um, he calls him an insignificant speck. Mm-hmm. And basically, he wants Corey to sign a paper saying he won't talk to him during school hours. He can't be associated with a seventh grader. Yeah, I mean, I don't. So he is now a junior because we got over. He was the, a sophomore. He was right. a sophomore, as he liked to talk about all the time. So now he's a junior. Um, I don't really know how having a younger brother like lowers your social capital, but. Um, it doesn't unless you're like convinced. hanging out with him all the time. Like you can associate with him. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, Corey's that much of a dweebet. Like he doesn't have like I don't I don't know. Maybe if Sean was Eric's younger brother, then he wouldn't be like, I don't have a younger brother, which is like kind of unfortunate. But I think that's correct, though. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I think that he was super overreacting in this contract. I mean, Corey should have never signed it. Obviously, he didn't fully read um, the contract <laughs> before signing. It was, I can't believe, too, that, like, the parents weren't meaner to because Eric about this. Because they don't give a like, shit. They don't give a no, shit. No, they, they honestly don't. don't. They're like, oh, yeah. you don't want to hang out with your brother? And then that was the end of it. Yeah. Like, that was it. I mean, so, um, yeah, because he was like, yeah, my social status means more to me than my brother. So, mm-hmm. um, Mr. Feeney uh, comes in and... 
uh, the boys are like, hey, do you like regret not having us as a student anymore? And it's like definitely not because Feeney's in the know. He knows his class roster. He knows what's going on. I love this from Feeney, like the long con of like mm-hmm. not telling them right away just to hit them where it hurts later. Yep. Yes, yes. But once again, you totally when you were in middle school and high school, you totally had your schedule with your teacher's names on it. Well, here's the thing. You did, but did Corey and Sean read theirs ahead of time? No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They probably right? did not. They probably didn't even do the summer reading. And that's the funny thing is, like, it's like, you know that Corey, the only thing Corey prepared for was, like, the social aspect yes. of this in a yes. high school and not, like, oh, wh- where are my actual classes? Because I remember... Um, like I guess coming pulling from my memories of going into high school now, keep in mind I was in ninth grade or that's how our high school was. Um, I, I remember every time I went to a new school, so from elementary to, to middle and from middle to high, my biggest concern was knowing where my classrooms were. I was terrified because we had yeah. three minutes between bells. So yeah, I was always very so nervous. Scary back in the day? Yes, that I was going to be late. Like my biggest fear in life is like being fucking late. I don't know yeah. what's wrong with me, but it's just, it's honestly the truth. And I remember being terrified that I wouldn't have enough time to go to my locker, that I wouldn't know where my classes were. Um, that was what I was concerned about. I didn't care about the social aspect, honestly, because I still had the same friends I'd had before. So I don't know what would have changed going into a different school because you're mm-hmm. still in the same grade with all the same friends. Right. Um, but that was what I was concerned with. Obviously, that's not what Corey was concerned with. No, no. And I think like I remember in sixth grade, we definitely had a junior high school orientation. Um, I know we did because actually, fun fact, I got my period the day of sixth grade, uh, seventh grade orientation. So, oh my God, what a nightmare. um, Yeah, it's always on like a monumentous day. So we had it. And then that's when like you went inside and like scoped out all your like classes. Oh, so you got to see them all. So you got to see like where you had to go. Um, So... But yeah, like Corey's like prepared for the social aspect. Definitely didn't look at his schedule. Um, definitely didn't read that Feeney was his teacher. Um, so Feeney's complaining that Eric's large, rusty car, he got a new car, good for Eric, really saved up that uh, $5 a week from his paycheck or yes, however yes. much he got from the grocery store. He has a, um, a vintage Buick, which is actually like a pretty good car. So... I don't know. I mean, I guess it's not a Mustang, not a Mustang, but I mean, Buicks are expensive, I think, or they are now anyway. Yeah, I guess if it was like old enough, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be too expensive. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so Feeney asks Eric to move it. And uh, then Sean and Corey, they're like, oh, yes, high school means that we don't have to deal with Feeney. And they do their like dance that they did last season. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this isn't this isn't cool. We need to we need to make it cooler. And they basically just do it like slower. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they don't they're not choreographers, so they don't have um, the mental capacity to make a whole new dance. Mm -hmm. I love the like oohs and ahs. They put ooh, ah, like. Like, don't they have, like, little finger guns, too? Yes. Yeah, they do finger guns. Really Um, cool. Really, really cool. I thought it was cute. Um, It was cute, but not cool. (laughs) Um, So now we're walking into high school. First things first, Corey and Sean, like, smash a door into, like, we can call them the nerds because I don't know what else we call them. I call them mini minkuses. 
Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Mini Minkuses. Um, Corey and Sean like smash the door into their faces. Um, and then immediately they run into a kid whose like clothes got stolen by a senior, apparently. Yeah. Never happened. Another thing that they prepped us for going to junior high school was that, oh, don't be surprised if the uh, kids are going to um, put your backpack inside out. Like, that's, like, a common thing that, like, upperclassmen do to prank. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. That what kind of prank though? even is that? They n- it never happened, though. But that was something that we were warned about. Uh, was, what a uh, waste of you, time. If you leave your backpack, they'll put it inside out. Um, that seems like the biggest waste of someone's time. Like, I'm going to spend my time turning <laughs> someone's backpack inside out. And then, what, I assume they'd pack your stuff back up in it or just leave your stuff out? <laughs> What a waste of fucking time. What kind of idiot does a prank like that? that I was so like so stupid. afraid of that. I was like, oh, no, like can't leave my backpack. Anymore. Can't oh, I can't. It's not like I can anywhere. turn it right back side in. Nope. Can't do that. <laughs> but I was forever. very afraid of that back in junior high school. Never happened, though. I never saw somebody's backpack get turned inside out. What an um, idiotic prank. Can I listeners, did- please tell us if you've ever heard of this, because this is ridiculous. This is more ridiculous than the retainer plastic thing. I don't think that Jessica like that's true. It's not more ridiculous okay. than that. Thank you. <laughs> I, it's not. I just not. want you to be realistic with yourself. To be no, honest. that's OK. I'm ashamed, yeah. but it's fine. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> so, yeah, this poor boy's uh, clothes got stolen just because he's a new guy. And Corey's like, but I'm a new guy. Yeah. And this is when one of my favorite side characters comes up. Mm hmm. Picks up Corey, this big guy. Yeah. Picks up Corey. Yeah. Uh, says, "You were almost in my way," which I just love. As like, a, he wasn't even in his way. He was almost. Yeah. So in his way. I thought that as we go, I can we can talk about Frankie, um, just the actor Frankie. Um, the character is called Frankie Stichino. 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 Sorry, not Italian. Uh, played by Ethan Suppley. Um. He's in he's been in a ton of things mm-hmm. ranging from like Santa Clarita Diet recently. He was in Good Girls. And um, remind me, I may I'm I'm pretty sure he lost like a ton he of lost, weight. He lost more than 200 pounds. No and shit. it was kind of sweet because he said that um he he thanks his wife for um losing weight because like Aww. you know being with her was his inspiration to Aww. lose the weight he's i think he's married to Ju- juliet lewis's sister oh that's interesting um or yeah something he's he's related somehow to Ju- juliet lewis so yeah mm-hmm. lost a ton of weight very buff now um he uh was also in clerks one and two back in the day so yeah he's i love been those in- movies yeah, yeah. So he was in a ton of stuff. We'll see um, Frankie a lot um, throughout the next uh, seasons, I, up until I think season five when they graduate. So it's um, a while. Yeah. yeah. I as soon as I saw him, Prominent I was like, character. "Oh my god, Frankie Stacchino!" Like he's you'll see. Obviously, if you if you if this isn't a rewatch for you, um, he he's really like a softy, and he's like yeah. he has a gentle heart. He's like I believe he's like a poet. I believe he writes poetry. <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah, so he he picks up Corey, um, and then what it remind me what the sidekick character's name. So is, this is Joey the Rat Epstein. That's right, and I so, hate Joey. Joey sucks. <laughs> Joey sucks. So this is played by 
uh, Blake Soper, or he also goes by Blake Swendon. Um, he was in Salute Your Shorts, Third Rock from the Sun. He's mm-hmm. now um, in an indie rock band, and he focuses a lot on music. Uh, I think his band is called, well, originally it was Rilo Kylie, and then he, he switched his band name a few times. So he's uh, into music. So yeah, Joey the Rat um, is the sidekick of, I don't know, it's like, is Frankie the sidekick of Harvey, and is Joey the sidekick of Frankie, it's like, is this like a trickle effect? Is this like um, a hierarchy? Are they? I they're think probably... they're on the same level. I think okay. Joey and and Frankie are on the same level, and mm-hmm. it's like almost like a Timon and Pumbaa situation. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. like you have the teeny that. teeny tiny guy and like the really big like intimidating looking guy even though he's not he's like like I said like a softie at heart Joey is like a pest who is annoying he's like a hyena um he's he's a yapper a yapper he is a yapper yeah um and this is where again this is in the 90s and this is not something that would fly that would be said on tv today but he says like he says something to Frankie and then Frankie turns around and says, are you calling me gay? I need to be alone with my thoughts as if like being gay is a negative thing. And yeah, it happens well, twice this episode. Yeah, I mean, like, let's once again, like, let's like go into the world of like maybe he is of gay course. or bisexual. And like maybe when he when Joey says that, maybe that he really does have to be alone with his thoughts. You know, I don't really know. I don't really I remember like there's an episode where um Frankie is trying to get a date mm-hmm. and I I am assuming um that they were probably looking for a, a woman for Frankie but you know maybe maybe yeah, I Frankie don't remember really d- does need to think about this but yeah so at this point Corey's up against the lockers he gets slammed up against the lockers Sean's putting himself in the locker um, huge lockers. We talked about that last season how the lockers are so big and they continue to be big. Yeah, this this set looks very similar to the. I mean, they did make some alterations, but it yeah, is it's very the same similar set, to the isn't it? <laughs> it definitely is, but yeah. they've added like a little bit more to it. And this is like a pretty iconic set. We see this set all the time, and mm-hmm. I think eventually the boys' bathroom becomes Feeney's principal's office, like if I'm remembering correctly. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Sean puts himself in a locker. Um, and he, he's like, oh, I think I'll stay in here. And of course, like a pretty girl walks by and he's like, oh, but the view's better like out here. Mm-hmm. And so Sean eventually comes out of the locker, um, and walks to Panga. Big moment here. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, Topanga, I mean, she is bouncing. She's like, hey guys, like what's going on? The boys are so happy to see her because, they're kind of having like a rough morning already. Um, they're like, you know, afraid like if like Harvey is supposed to be the meanest kid in school, then like who right. the heck were these guys? They wa- they miss her. Then they're like staring at her because, um, uh, quote unquote, the summer was very good to her. I mean, yeah, obviously she's going through puberty. So the boys are staring at her. She has a new I think he calls it a blouse. Does he call it a blouse? Yeah, um, he goes. But it wasn't a blouse, Sean. You don't it, know what a blouse is. He, it wasn't. No, um, not a blouse. And she she rips off Sean, Sean's uh, sideburns and says, "Well, at least what I have is real." Which I was like, "Yes, girl." I love that. That was like hilarious. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Um, um, <laughs> the bell rings, 
And she's like, oh, I checked the list and they're all and we're all together. She was giving me such like Hermione vibes in this episode. Right. Except if I'm her, I'm like ditching these idiots because I don't want to be late for homeroom. Like she waits around for them. Um, But yeah, she's like, oh, we have Mr. Turner. And of course, in walks Mm -hmm. Mr. Turner. But Mm -hmm. Corey's a fucking idiot. And it's like, yes, absolutely. This 30 year old is Harley Kiner. That makes perfect sense. (laughs) Yeah, because he's a lifer. Mm -hmm. He's a lifer. He's just like Jordan Catalano. Harvey Kiner. Yes, yes, definitely. An idiot that's been in school forever. Um, and we have Mr. Turner walking in. He obviously he has like a motorcycle helmet. He's wearing like leather. Yeah. Real cool looking. Giving Uncle Jesse vibes for hot, sure. Hot, hot, hot. Mm-hmm. Love him. Love him. Yes. Oh, same. Big same. Um, yeah. So Corey introduces himself. He want he says that he wants to be his friend. He'll hold his coat. He'll stand on the lunch line for him. He'll even do detention for him, which I don't know how that would work. Um, but it does not work. Corey. Obviously, Corey all this is a suck up. Yeah. All the um, teachers know who Harvey is. It kind of Harvey Kinstein. No, Kiner. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, I'm combining the Epstein and the Kiner. Oh, Kinstein. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All the all the teachers know who Harvey Kiner is. So that's never going to work. Um, and then um, and then he's like. Oh, what is the, he, he says? Bit, he just wants them to do the homework. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, like all my students. I want all my students to do my homework. And then Corey's like, you're so mean. They gave you students. Fucking dummy. Like Corey, dumb, dumb. pick up on the cues, Corey. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Corey's not like doing so hot. He's struggling. Um, and then <laughs> and then Mr. Turner's like, I am a teacher. Um, my name is Jonathan Turner. You can call me Mr. What a ballin' statement. And yep. then the bell rings, and then he's like, you're late. I love this running gag throughout this episode. Yeah. Um, Lots I thought of lateness. It was very funny. Very tardy. And, yes. And Mr. Turner is very, like, again, if he didn't have, like, a mini mullet, he would be even more attractive. But he is obviously the teacher that every person in high school had a crush on. Yeah. Like he is that teacher. Like we had one of those teachers too where it was like everybody thought he was cute. Yeah. Everybody wanted to like spend study hall in his class because he <laughs> yes. just wanted to look at him. Um, I mean, I'm still attracted to him. I don't mind his hair. I mind his hair. But other than that, I find him pretty attractive. I mean, I don't really go for like guys who ride motorcycles. Yeah. But he's just think, like good looking in general. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think in some of my reading, I read that they wanted somebody like cool and hip, like an Uncle Jesse character. Mm-hmm. So that's where Mr. Turner came in. Um, his name is Anthony Tyler Quinn. Um, I have him down as our new zaddy. Alan yes. Matthews who never <gasps> never knew him before. Okay, Joking. but Alan's haircut Alan's haircut was very good. Yeah, okay. Sorry. He looks fresh. He had he a does. fresh cut he, and we have to acknowledge that. He does look fresh. I'm sorry. Um How dare you? No <laughs> more roots, Sarah. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Anthony Anthony Tyler Quinn was in one episode of Pretty Little Liars, which apparently was important enough for me to put in my notes. What season? Do you know? Uh, um, his name I think was like Ron. In um, did you recognize him when you watched it or no? Do you know? No, I IMDb told me. 
Okay, well, I didn't, I don't know if, like, you, re- once you saw that, you were like, oh, that's right, he was so-and-so. No, no, okay. I don't, I Just don't, curious. I don't remember. I um, feel like he'd still be pretty recognizable. I do, like, I do think you, you're right you know. with that one. I think you're correct. Um, Let's see. Let's see. I'll tell you. You know what? Yes. Because I am a good studier. Where um, you go? His name was Ron, a hot piece of A in 2012. That is season two, episode 15. I definitely was still watching at that point. I wonder if oh, I, I watched him. all of it. I watched every single. I did not. Pretty Please, I gave up on that trash. Oh, my goodness. I don't know who Ron is. I don't okay. know. I'm eh, trying to remember. I don't know. One episode. He was um, in days. Uh, he... Definitely made a reappearance in Girl Meets World. He, um, of course, they refer to him as um, Uncle John. So apparently, he had some sort of significance in I the kids' lives. I love how everybody gets the fucking title like aunt and uncle, no yeah. matter what. It's uh, like, oh, you're yeah. a family friend. You're now aunt uncle. Yeah. Oh, and I think that what I read was that he like is in a uh, superintendent of like the New York City school system. So oh, he shit. hired uh, Corey. As um uh, as the teacher, mm, okay. In the school. So he. Okay, I have a he, question. Okay, yeah, Mr. Turner. Okay, because yeah. we have Mr. Turner and we have Harley Kiner. That I'll also mention this with Harley. Yeah. Does Mr. Turner have a Philadelphia accent, or does he have like a New York City accent? So, Anthony Tyler Quinn is from Connecticut. So I would say he probably has a New York accent. Closer I just, to like, New York. I did not remember his accent being so heavy in the show. And so when he comes in, I'm like, holy shit. Is that like it did sound very downstatey to me. Now yeah. it could be completely be like Pittsburgh, whatever, Philadelphia, whatever. What do you but, think that he put on an accent for this? I think. OK, my guess would be like. Because he's a new teacher, so he could be from the city who, like, just moved yeah. to PA, and that's what I think they were kind of going for. Like, oh, ooh, like, hot hey, shot teacher from yeah. New York. He's like, like hey, hey guys, I'm, I'm, I'm the new teacher. I'm really cool. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada I'm your boom. teacher. I'm your teacher. <laughs> uh, we're bringing it back. Uh, um, no, I uh, do think that, like, he's supposed to be, like, hot shot teacher from New York or something. I'm hot shot teacher from New York. <laughs> Bada bing, bada boom, and then we read the Odyssey. <laughs> then we read the Odyssey. Um, okay, so yeah, so they're late, they're late, but then they go to homeroom. Love homeroom. Homeroom is like a classic time. Um, well, then they're and he's also their English teacher, and it looks yeah. like they're in English class because yeah. he like oh, oh you trouble Matthews. No, that'd be Sean. And of course, he's like, oh, well, Sean wouldn't be looking at me right now. I loved this move from Mr. Turner. Like he is like he knows he knows what to do. Yeah, I feel like he's like an Allen where he was also the bad boy. Oh, oh, my God. He was totally the bad boy. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. So I don't know. I think at first it's homeroom and then it transitions to English. I don't really know how it works, but he's like, yeah, I'm here for homeroom, here for English, here for whenever you want to talk to me but don't talk to me now then he brings up the odyssey bada bing bada boom um 
So, yeah, so they are signed the Odyssey and they're talking about the book. Topanga tries to answer questions like the good Hermione that she is. Yes, we love that. And then that. Turner sees that they're reading the X-Men. Um, yes, and so he draws like a correlation between yes. the Odyssey and X-Men. And so he assigns both. And so Corey is like, well, first he assigns X-Men and Corey's like, oh, my gosh, she's so cool. And then he's like, oh, no, you're reading the Odyssey, too. And they're like, oh, my gosh, it's another Feeny, which like <laughs> Turner is not Feeny. No, definitely not. And I, I love this assignment. I think it's Me great. Too. Like, you know what? Get your kids um, interested in something and then tie it in with an assignment. Absolutely. I think I love the move. Yeah. I think that was a a great first assignment. Yes. And then after this class is when like Sean and Corey have different classes and they get separated. And I'm like, were you not expecting this to happen? Like you're in high school, like you're not going to have every class together. Like I know, but it is so sad because then they get separated by the 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 crowd crowd. and they're like, Corey, Sean. Uh, so sad. I felt like very, very sad. So yeah. um, Corey sees Eric. He like runs to him. He's like, Eric, Eric, I'm having the worst day ever. Eric is like, I don't know you. Go away. Mm-hmm. Which um, is so rude. But we yeah. knew that was going to happen. Yeah. And um, then uh, Corey sees Harley, Frankie and Joey Um in the corner in front of the boys' bathroom where they hang. Mm-hmm. And this is when Harley says, this year I might even take the SOTs. SOTs, yeah. Yeah. So I think that Harley also has like a New York accent. Yeah. Like, that's what I heard when he yeah, talked. Yeah, they, they uh, transferred. Very like Italian-American New yes. York City. Yeah, he's definitely trying to be, They're tr- this is definitely like a Fonzie wannabe character. 100%. Yeah. Um, and so Corey approaches him and asks, he says, oh, if you make friends with a seventh grader, people will like you even more, which like, I don't think that Harley cares if people like him. I no. think he wants people to fear him. Exactly, so. Corey. Bad, bad move. So um, Harley Kiner, played by Danny McNulty, he uh, mostly was just in Boy Meets World. He is also in Girl Meets World. And he is... Um, a janitor in Girl Meets World, I oh. guess, playing off of the janitor bill thing, which we'll get to eventually. Right. Um, he's also in a show called John the Thief, where he was John the Thief. So, um, yeah. So we'll see Harvey a lot also. Harley. Harley. Whatever. Harvey was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, it's her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Different. Not, not Different the same guy. at all. Different, different guy. Um, yeah, and this is when Harley names Corey Johnny Baboon. Yeah, so he says that uh, Corey Matthews is too much of a floofy name. I'm going to name you Johnny Baboon, you know? <laughs> Which, like, is that better than Corey Matthews? No, it's not. It's not. You know, so baboon, downgrade baboon. of a name, but maybe mm-hmm. less, less floofy, whatever that means. And that's um, when Marion Stimpleton comes into the picture. Who the heck is Marion Stimpleton? Marian. I don't know, but he is like so obnoxious and annoying. Very annoying. And yeah. They're late. They're in the hallway. And he like gets annoyed with Corey because I, I, for whatever reason, I don't know. It was a really weird situation. And so he brings both of them into the principal's office and oh yes, you did say that um 
Harley, I cracked up when Harley's like, Marion, Marion. <laughs> but it like that antagonizes him. I don't know why. But I think he's Marianne just insecure like about it. his name being Marion. Yeah. Um, and so he brings Corey into the principal's office and Corey, of course, turns turns around and see in or sorry. He goes into the principal's office and who's there? Feeney. Feeney. The legend continues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a what a good line. So um Corey's shook. He's so beside himself. He's like I can't, I can't believe this. Um, he's like, Feeney, like, you know, you're just the acting principal. That means to mean that you don't have, like, full authority to punish me. And, like, Feeney's like, uh-uh, yes, I do, fool. So Feeney asks Marion what he did. He did nothing. I mean, he said that he got on his nerves. I'm like, the issue is that he was hanging out in, in the right, hallway. Right, he was class. late for he class. Even, he had no hall pass. Yeah, he said so that's the issue, but... Corey yeah. just got a warning. He got off easy. Um, yeah, so, he, he says, get out of my face. <laughs> get out of my face. Which I um, loved. And then, then Corey looks at his schedule finally and realizes that his American history teacher is Mr. F- Mr. F- Mr. Feeney. <laughs> so it's Mr. Feeney. Of course it is. Yep. Bell rings. Another, you're late. Yeah. Um, and we find out Feeney is acting principal acting right now. Principal. Yeah. Um, so he's only like it's like a temporary situation. We'll see about um, that. Yeah. But of course, Harley got detention. And so he's pissed at Corey. Yeah. Like it's Corey's fault for some reason. It is. Well, I mean, it is. Um, well, I mean, he was hanging out. Harley would have been in the hallway anyway. That's true. Why does he get a full week of detention on the first day of class? It doesn't seem very fair. No, but I just assume he's a repeat offender, and so he's gonna get on like, the first day of school. Doesn't your slate doesn't wipe clean? I I guess so. Um, but he's pissed, and he says, "Oh, you're gonna meet me in the bathroom at three p.m. I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> Enjoy lunch. How daunting. Yes. Um. Not not good. It. This is not turning out to be a very good day for Corey, is it? No, but honestly, like he's an idiot for ninety percent of this episode. So, so. it's Corey's fault. He I could mean, have prevented kind of. most of this. Yeah. I think if you just don't don't even talk to Harley. Why are you even talking to him? I don't know because he thinks that this is going to be a good idea for him it's to a be a cool plan. kid. It's a, I mean, I would just stay away if I was him. Exactly. I mean, he should, stay away. should Yeah, he should have just got to class on time. Yeah. He should have just checked his schedule. Like a lot of this could have been just prevented. Very much so. Yeah. Um and this scene coming up. So we have uh, Mr. Turner is eating lunch in the cafeteria or maybe it's the no I think they do eat cl- uh, lunch with the students yeah. um, they should have a faculty lunch room but that's fine um, <laughs> and Feeney approaches Turner mm-hmm. and like says oh like I found out that you're signing X-Men comics for yeah. class and he calls him groovy groovy and this like, is a, a classic very pompous very yeah this is a classic new school versus old school teachings yes. isn't it Um, he does not like this approach. He thinks that they should be reading less X-Men, not more. Um, and he leaves it off saying that this shall be an interesting school year. Like, why do you have to be such a creep, Feeney? Just like, let, um, let Mr. Turner do his thing. Why why is this an issue? They're still going to read the Odyssey. 
Yeah, it's like, I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. I think Feeney should let Mr. Turner approach things his own way and see what the results are before, like, jumping to conclusions already. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Mr. Turner's like, do you, do you really think I'm groovy? And I'm just like, oh, my goodness gracious. It's not the yeah. point, Mr. Turner, but that's yeah. okay. I know. Can you Like, if you think about it, this is probably only, like, 15 years from when Groovy was actually a thing. Yeah, like Groovy is not a co- like a compliment in the nineties. Not in the nineties. I think that it was just um, Mr. Feeney being out of touch. I mean, I yes. Think now, but like, why like, does rad. isn't Mr. Turner realizing like that? It's I think that he was term. being sarcastic. He was like, "Oh, you really oh, think I'm groovy?" I thought he actually. No, um, I think that he was just being like, "Oh, you think I'm groovy." Oh, I think, okay. Yeah, I think a compliment now would be like rad. When was tubular? Totally a thing? tubular. Yeah, that's what, what was I was that just a thing. Say. I don't know. It's like a surfer 90s? thing, though. Yeah. Um. But so once again, like Corey and Sean knocked down the mini minkuses. Mini minkuses are having as bad as a day of a day as Corey is. To be honest with you, yeah, they're having a rough time. Of yeah. Life. So, um. Sean's basically saying, like, you don't have to be a chicken. Like, go talk to your brother. That's why you have a brother. Get some help. Corey's like, I can't because I signed a contract. Um, So Sean, the good buddy that he is, comes to talk to Eric. Yes. And the girl, like, at the table thinks, like, Sean is cute. Um, and Eric's like, uh, I don't know you. And then so finally Eric gets up, goes over to the water fountain where Corey is and like pretends to get a drink of water while he's talking to Corey. And Eric basically tells Corey, like, go to the nurse, be sent home early and kind of like, you know, miss the whole thing. And Corey's like, I'm going to be known as a coward. And he's like, well, better than being dead. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, and then I, 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 I think that this is a, uh. I mean, how do you feel like this advice from Eric is? I think this is crappy advice. I crappy think, advice. Like, yeah. I just think like, first of all, it's not really going to solve any issues because the next day Harley's going to see you and be like, where the fuck were you at 3 p.m.? Like, I'm going to kick your dick. Like, <laughs> kick that's your a dick. weird thing to do. OK. That <laughs> just came to my mind. Anyway, yeah. that's what he's going to say. And yeah. so like, it's not fixing the, the issue. issue at hand. Yeah. Like, if he's going to do that, he might as well just go home and not go into the boys' bathroom at the end of the school day. Yeah, because 3 o'clock is the end of the school day. So it's... Right, right? so what does so, it matter? What yes. is, you just go home. You don't have to call your parents to pick you up. Bad right. advice, bad advice. Very so um, Corey decides that, that his best move is just to go to the nurse's house. There he finds many minkuses there. Uh, they're sharing what their fake ailments are. Um, Corey says he has a fluttering pelvis. Um, oh, guy. That was uncomfy. Um, <laughs> uncomfy. <laughs> it was uh, very uncomfy. Yeah. Corey doesn't want to be a coward after hearing what the mini minkuses have to say. So he, like, gets up and he leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's in the hallway when he runs into, like, Mr. Turner uh, he talks to Mr. Turner about dying. Like, I, Mr. Turner assigns the book The Odyssey and then immediately spoils it for Corey. And I'm like, what are you doing? I Yeah, but does he does really care ending? about spoilers? I mean, does I would care, care about spoilers, spoilers if I have to read a book. Don't tell me what the ending is. No, Corey needs to know. He needs to know if the dude Odysseus gets home alive or if he's doomed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Sean comes there, says that he's there to support Corey. Corey's like, oh, I have to face this alone. But uh, Sean doesn't really put up too much fight because that cute blonde girl comes and and now like they're like going off to the lockers, as we'll see later. Great first day of school for Sean, by the way. I, he's having a phenomenal first day of school. No, really no worries is. at all. Because you know why? Because Sean is like keeping his head down, not going after the scary seniors yes. and is kind of just staying in his own lane. And he's meeting, you know, potential girls, you know? Yeah. Good for him. Yep. And then this is when Harley comes out of the bathroom. Um, Corey says, you know, I'd rather be dead than be the school coward for six years. And yeah. then surprisingly, Eric comes to the rescue, wow. jumps in between them, yeah. uh, defends Corey. I love how stupid Corey is because then he insults Harley because he's like, oh, uh, this is my brother or whatever. He's like, how stupid are yeah. you? And Eric's like, uh, shut up. Shut up. Like, <laughs> I do want to say that I think that Corey was doing a really good job at first defending himself, like mm-hmm. saying that because um, Harvey's like, aren't you going to run and hide and scream he's like no like I'm gonna face this I'm not gonna be a coward I'd rather be dead than the school coward for next six years like I like how Corey was handling it on his own and I think Mm -hmm. that if Eric didn't come in I do think Harley would have like listened to him and respected Corey for Um, not being like a little baby you know at the very least I think it's smart that Corey stays in the hallway because if he gets hit in the hallway it's more likely someone would see Mm -hmm. it happening I think that the worst that would have happened was like uh, Harley would have like grabbed his shirt like lifted him up a little and be like don't like bother me again and then like put him down but I think like Harley would have respected that Corey stood his ground I think regardless it doesn't really matter because like it turns out Mr. Turner kind of sensed something was up and he's like hanging around afterwards so even when Harley like lunges at the Matthews brothers like he's there to break it up um mm-hmm. and yeah. Corey like thanks uh Eric for being his brother and Sean of course is in the locker with the girl huge lockers and big lockers biggest lockers that ever lived Honestly. um yeah so um yeah I I think that I'm really happy that Eric was there for his brother um I think that this is one of like you know our first showings that Eric is not totally self-centered all the time right. Um, yeah, this is like, and I do like this new, this new Eric. Like, I think it softens him a bit. And I mm-hmm. think we we talked last season about our issues with like him being really mean to Corey, like consistently for no reason. Yeah. And so I think this definitely softens the character a bit in a really, really good way. Yeah. Um. So cut to the after or during the credit scene, Corey comes home with Eric. He's like hyping up Eric, giving him props, mm-hmm. saying like my big brother's the best. Um, Eric says that, yeah, he like hates Harley because he was going after Corey for being bigger. But then like he just like hits Corey himself. You know, it's like one of those things that's like, you know, nobody could make fun of my brother, beat up my brother, except me type yeah. of thing. Like, only yeah. I get to do that. Then the whole family gets into this little, like, tiff. They all fight. Um, mm. Morgan, who's the queen of the house, yells at everybody, saying, I'm watching TV. Um, yeah. That everybody shuts up. And then she's like, that's power. 
Yeah, we see who the real uh, power wielder is in real, this household. Real queen, Queen Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a little bit of feedback before we get into fashion hour. Unless you want to do fashion hour first. I know. Let's do feedback first. Okay. So this is an email from KX. They say, this is my first watch of Boy Meets World, so I need a little Mm. bit of help with this. How good is Corey's relationship supposed to be with his brother, Eric? I still can't pin it down after an entire season. I think it's kind of a typical older brother, younger brother relationship. I mean, we've talked about this. They have about... Well, a four-year age difference. So I think they're bound to, like, get into these situations where Eric is, like, too cool for school. He's too cool to hang out with his younger brother. Mm -hmm. And this is the first – one of the first times we've really seen where he's, like, actively come to Corey's defense. Yeah. And so I think it's one of those – situations where even though they don't get along always and they have different interests right Corey isn't really into like girls yet Eric's really into like dating at this point Mm -hmm. um but like Eric is still gonna be there for him yeah yeah I think that first season Corey and uh, Eric not a great relationship I don't really Mm -hmm. think that I think like like a typical sibling relationship there's periods of time where you just can't stand your sibling you don't get along with them you have nothing in common you're fighting um and i think or you know you're like literally nothings to each other um and i think that they were kind of like nothings to each other um at the best last season they didn't have a good relationship um, we see Corey trying at times with, with Morgan. We see kind of like a stronger bond between Eric and Morgan forming. Um, yeah. Because, I, I mean, I mean, how can you not bond with like your six-year-old little nugget of sister, you know? Yeah. Um, Eric's much older than Morgan in the first season. I'm all seasons, I guess. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's a very good relationship. However, I think that we'll hopefully see them, Corey and Eric, form a stronger bond. I know later on in the seasons, it's kind of rough again, where, like, Corey just kind of thinks Eric's a dummy and, like, that's all he's good for. Yeah. Um, So they're not – I don't think they're ever meant to be best friends, best friends, but I think we'll see, like, true siblings, um, a wave of good and a wave of bad. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, another question from Miranda Creates 245. Um, what are your hopes for season two of Boy Meets World? Hmm. I think I want to see more of Sean's family dynamic. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of Topanga, obviously. Yes. Um, and I'd like to see Morgan have smarter lines that she's not just screaming. Those are my three <laughs> hopes and dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with all of those. I'll add I want to see Eric develop into more of the Eric that is like lovable Eric that people really mm-hmm. like watching. Um, Mr. Turner is a great character. I yes. love Mr. Turner for many reasons one of which is his relationship with Sean because we'll get to see more into Sean's family dynamic I think we're probably going to meet Sean's dad pretty soon iconic Um, actor as well that please yeah absolutely um so I'm really really looking forward to that um Corey 
I mean, obviously, we're going to get a touch more of Corey and Topanga this season. Um, so, of course, looking forward to that. I hope we get to see more of Amy. Like, I don't know if she takes more of, like, a back step this season. I Yeah. You know, as much as, like, I've seen this show before and I love this show, it's it's the main characters. It's, like, the Sean, the Corey, the Topanga storylines that I remember the most. I don't really remember where the show goes with Alan and Amy. Mm-hmm. Aside from eventually there's uh additional child, which will whatever. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm looking forward to seeing what we get from them. Absolutely. Um yeah, so that was just some of the feedback. I mean, aside from that, we had a lot of excitement over our podcast with Chappelle. Um for our season um, one, episode 22, last podcast of the season podcast, last episode of the se- whoa, last episode of the season podcast, something like that, right? The finale. Finale. There we go. Finale. Uh, the finale. We had so much uh, positive feedback around that. So um, Chappelle, if you're listening, thank you so much. You are a light in our lives. Um, we love Chappelle. Love Chappelle. So, fashion hour? Yes, let's get to the fashion hour. Fashion hour. Okay, so if you are just joining us for season two and you did not get to listen in with us for season one, um, we do what we call fashion hour, which is divided into two awards. The first being the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfits. And they're, as it states, the most 90s looking outfit and the second being the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award and those are outfits that are timeless that we can totally see uh, in today's world. So mm-hmm. um, my first nomination for the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit is Miss Topanga in her back to school I got boobs for the first time outfit. <laughs> Um, and they really like accentuated her. It really does chest, accentuate which is, the like, boobs. Really bizarre. So she's wearing this like little brown floral dress that is like uh, short sleeves, and it's a very deep V that goes under her chest, and it's like kind of a longish dress. Then underneath is a white t-shirt so like this dress is like meant to be worn with like a white tee so it has to be otherwise you're showing the tatas showing yeah so it's meant to be worn with a (laughs) t-shirt um or like a long sleeve t-shirt so a white t-shirt underneath um her chest is definitely being accentuated which is like i don't know her hair, I like showed you uh, my third picture is a picture of her hair. So it's like mm-hmm. long and straight, which is different. But at the end, she has curls. So yeah, lots of layers as well. Lots of and layers. still the wispy bang. Well, the, the got some bangs, bangs but yeah. very voluminous. She has a fire tan. She this girl was hanging out in Malibu Beach yes. all summer um her backpack is a purple backpack she's wearing a gold bracelet um what do you think about this look i mean it's a weird 
dress. Like, I don't know how I feel about, like, let's show off this seventh grader's boobs. Like, that is kind of a weird move, to be it's honest. A, it's a weird, a weird flex. Um, I don't know what the kids say. It's kind of an awkward dress, but mm-hmm. I love the hair. I mean, like, I don't think Topanka can really go wrong for me with her hair. I, I no. think I love the really super, super curly, voluminous hair we had season one. Mm-hmm. But I also really like, like, layers and, like, a little bit of a curl. I honestly think this haircut beyond not like take out the bangs part this hair style is much more modern Modern, than than her hairstyle last season yeah i think so Um, too so i think overall i like it yeah i love her hair color too it's like um it's It's like a golden brown a golden brown with like natural blonde highlights it's so Mm -hmm. beautiful so pretty Maybe if I wasn't blonde, maybe this would be the hair color I would go to. But I don't have the tan, so I don't think I can pull it off. Like, she yeah, looks she, like, I don't know, like a beach babe. Oh, roasted peanut. Yeah. yeah. Um. Next up, I have Sean's first day back to school outfit. Um. Of course, we cannot talk about this outfit without his sideburns, um, <laughs> his glued on sideburns. They are thick. They are prominent. He has like this little like mushroom hair like haircut like this is not i don't know about this haircut um it's a little bit shorter than last season in the front yeah 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 i i think it needs to get grown out but um he is wearing a red shirt over that he's wearing a short sleeve like button down plaid shirt over that he's wearing a vest like a greenish vest then he's wearing like green matching greenish cargo pants um, he's has a new necklace, no more pukas. Now he has like this like long beaded necklace and he's wearing like a beaded bracelet. So he's like definitely you know how in camp you definitely you got beads. Like he yes. had he had like a camp girlfriend who made him like all this like beaded jewelry. I think they call it candy. Yeah. Um, and then um he looks and then once he takes out his sideburns, I mean he he looks kind of cute, I guess. He's like cheesing hard in the scene where he meets the girl at lunch. Yeah. Um, I liked that picture. But um, how do you feel about Sean's first day back to school outfit? I love the fake sideburns. I think it's hilarious that he equates having sideburns with like being a teenager, like being more adult, these giant sideburns. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it, this necklace and bracelet are better than a puka necklace, but like still not great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Like the, the pants, the pockets are very, very large. I'm all for like the utility of a big pocket. Yeah. Well, you can fit his uh, school books in there now. Apparently. Um, but yeah. he didn't get enough of those pockets because his vest has to have pockets too. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's fine. Like this is so common to have like a quote unquote short sleeve shirt that is like down to past your elbow in the 90s like it's a bit insane um, yeah it's like a three-quarter shirt but it doesn't taper it really is um it's a shirt it's an outfit it's fine yeah. i love the eyebrow uh, the the sideburns the most yeah yeah um last up for our rachel green award for the most timeless outfit i have jonathan turner no, most 90s um hmm? you said the most timeless you said Rachel Green Award for the most timeless outfit. Oh, jeez. Okay. Up next, we have the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit. Um, is Jonathan Turner with his first day back to school outfit. Hot, hot, hot. So 
He comes in with some aviators. He has a leather motorcycle jacket with patches on it under he also has his motorcycle helmet which is like a black helmet with like a little bit of like a visor action going on i think he has a messenger bag he's wearing a chambray denim shirt um creamy white cargos when he takes off his um jacket he puts on a like corduroy uh khaki (laughs) jacket uh his hair, as we talked about, very 90s, very poofy, long. It goes to like under, like over his shoulders. It's, it's really curly. like Uncle Jesse season one, but curly. Yeah. So this is a look. I mean, I'm into it. Like his aviator glasses look like as he's walking past, like in full coolness, like I'm into it. But it's I don't think that he can step out and uh and do do his uh <laughs> I don't think he could step out in the 2000s without people being like hmm what's going on with you sir yeah so Alan I love you you're still the original OG zaddy of Boy yes. World yeah yes but my gosh Mr. Yeah. Turner in the first outfit with like the yes. jacket and stuff is yep. killing it with the aviators oof mm-hmm. perfect I know now like I could do without the corduroy jacket, if we're being honest, because it's a corduroy jacket, buddy. (laughs) I know, but he has to be profesh and school. It's like he's being like casual profesh. Casual profesh, yeah. I also hate the paisley tie. I hate the paisley tie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love how I love how he transitions into like cool boy to like studious boy. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the first one is Jonathan Turner, biker. And part two is like... Mr. Turner, teacher, you know, yeah. especially because he's like, oh, I'll wear a button down, but I'll make it denim. <laughs> like, that's yeah. how he gets away with it. I know. It. Feeny's wearing like a full freaking suit, but like, of course he is. Mr. JT is like, I'm just a cool boy. Yeah. Um, so for me, this is pretty easy to give away the Rachel Green Award this episode. It has to go to Mr. Turner. He makes an entrance that you can't forget. The aviator is just like, it's it's peak for me. So mm-hmm. uh, Zaddy 2, Mr. Turner. Yep. Yep. I agree. So next up is the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timeless Award. And this is, once again, given out to the most timeless outfit. Now, I got to be honest with you. These outfits were dated in this episode. <laughs> so yes. um, give me some, um, you know, give me some leeway. So first up, we have... Harley Kiner. I was about to call him Harvey again. I think the issue is a struggle for a minute. I you know what it is? I put Harvey in my notes multiple times. Oh, that's going to I was switching back and forth. Yeah. Um, Harley Kiner. He is wearing a white T-shirt over that. He is wearing a bowling shirt. This is a bowling shirt. So it's like mm-hmm. a button down long sleeve shirt with one stripe um, and black pants. Now, the reason why it's timeless is because men or boys that do not know how to dress themselves well um, will often wear bowling shirts and be like, yeah, like I'm totally dressed up because I'm not wearing a T-shirt. But like what I'm doing is wearing a freaking bowling shirt. Zero style. Don't wear bowling shirts. Um, But it happens. We see it. We see it all the time. Um, But his hair is like slicked back. Like I said, he kind of looks like the Fonz. Mm -hmm. Um, 
He's trying to be like a tough guy. Tough guy. Yeah. I think it's like a slick look, you know, like we yeah. know who this guy is the minute we wa- watch him walk in with this like slick. The hair is the indicator mm-hmm. like this guy's evil. Yeah. It's usually I, always like the slicked back hair is the yeah. evil guy. I think that just take off the bowling shirt and just wear the white shirt and then with the black pants with the black pants I and agree. like fire and you probably look more like you're going to beat me up anyway. Yeah. And he's also like, I'm super cash and can't button up all the buttons. I'm only going to button up half. <laughs> yeah. Um, Literally yeah. only buttons up like probably the middle button and just like lets That's everything it. else hang. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Like you said, take out the bowling shirt and it's it's a boot. Yeah. Or a toot. Wait, which one's a good one? A toot? Uh, a toot is good. Okay. Then take off the bowling shirt and it's a toot. Toot toot. Uh, next up, we have Pretty Blonde Girl. So Pretty Blonde, <laughs> pretty blonde Girl. Uh, who hooked up with like Sean in the lockers. Mm-hmm. She has like flowing curly hair that um, but there's no bang. So it's like definitely modernized. Um, there's this girl in The Bachelor this season called MJ and she has similar hair to this. So she's wearing, I think, like a white shirt tucked into a like a rose skirt. It's white mm-hmm. with like roses on it. Um, she's wearing like a red leather jacket like she looks like this would be what you would wear on valentine's day like this would be such a cute look on valentine's day um and it's like the first day of school and she's like kind of like seems like the best dressed at school like if i saw this girl at school i'd be like bitch she's pretty cool um one issue is that she's wearing red cowboy boots i was going to say are we (laughs) ignoring what's happening below her knees no no she's definitely wearing red cowboy boots but at least she's matching i do think like i do think if i saw this girl walking on the streets i'd be like oh like she's kind of a cool girl like i think it's cool enough to be like oh like she's kind of cute yeah, they just, the boots remind me of, like, How I Met Your Mother. There's, like, a whole story oh, with, like, red yeah. cowboy boots. I remember. So that part I hate, but I agree. Like, above the knee, it's very cute. I think if we were to see this now, the jacket would certainly be cropped, right? Yeah. It would be, like, mm-hmm. cropped it's a little and big. tighter. Yeah. It's a bit, but I kind of like the loose-fitting look. Like, it'll mm-hmm. come back for sure. Oh, Obviously, yeah. the hair is gorgeous, so you got to give her credit. And I also, I did notice her. Like, in the episode, I remember my eye being drawn to her because of her outfit every yes. sa- every scene she was in. So. Yeah, me too. Yep. Me too. Um, last up for the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award is little baby Morgan in the first scene. Um, I just think that she looks like such a little fashionista. Um, she's wearing like this red hat. Um, her hair is really cute. So it's she now has a bang and it's in a low pony and they curled like the front pieces. So yes. she her hair looks like very stylish. Um, she's wearing this like little dress with like um, it's short sleeves. There's floral. There's denim. And then she's wearing like some knee high rainbow socks. Like this girl's like ready to go to a rave like this. She's she's going to a rave. She's going to go to Burning Man. Like she's like ready to like bop around and party. All she needs is some party ecstasy <laughs> drugs and uh Jesus. No, I'm joking. Joking. <laughs> Poor little Morgan. Don't not mean it. Not a mom. But not a mom. Um, but like look at those rainbow socks. Like she's no. making a statement. This is I think she definitely dressed herself again because like the mix and match <laughs> patterns are a lot. I think like this is tough because the Let floral, Morgan live. The, 
<laughs> Hashtag let Morgan live. Um, the floral dress, like with the little like, I, I, is that denim that's like frilling along the bottom? I can't tell, but like <laughs> it, it gives me '90s vibes. The hat mm-hmm. also would be like something Mary Kate and Ashley would wear in like one yeah. of their videos, I think. Um, but I love the hair. I think the hair is very cute, and I think like if you put those legging or the legging stockings, whatever tights, with like something else. Like, yeah. I totally could see that being, like, you know what I mean? Like, match, mm-hmm. like, a black dress or something more basic with those tights, and that would be, like, a very cute look. Yeah. It's I a also, lot for the eyes. It is. I also um did have Frankie's outfit, but I thought it was, like, a little basic. He's just, like, wearing an all-black outfit, but with, like, a denim shirt. But I, I didn't like it, so... No, I like I I do like the cuffed pant, though. I do like how he has a cuff at the bottom. Um, but yeah, he's wearing like a light denim vest. I agree, though. We usually try to stick to something a little bit more exciting. This is a very basic outfit, although he is a poet. And I feel like a lot of times they wear like all black, especially mm-hmm. when they perform. And I do like that. They already kind of know who he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do appreciate that. So what are you thinking about the uh, so- Paul Red Award? I usually like to give it to someone who's like pretty notable like we know who they are we see them often but like I can't ignore that the cute blonde girl like this is this is very much like a timeless outfit like you really could Mm -hmm. see someone obviously you need to modernize it slightly and chop her up the knees but beyond that like I do think that you could see someone wearing this and I think just because my eye was drawn to it multiple times this episode I have to give it I'm gonna call her cute blonde girl because we don't know what her name is yeah Um, but she's gonna get the Paul Rudd certificate of timelessness award I agree I mean like this outfit was definitely a standout and I agree like Mm -hmm. every single time she was on the screen I was like who's that girl yes yep um, so congratulations to Mr. Turner and cute blonde girl. Two new people on the board. Season Woo-hoo. one. I season think, two. I, I know. So I think that we're going to see Mr. Turner a lot, like, um, uh, in terms of on the board. But, you know, only time will tell. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you, Jessica. Good, good picks. You picked good picks. Look at that. Us kicking it off. Correct. I don't know. The good way. Whatever. You know, we're kicking it off. <laughs> Season two coming in hot. Season two coming in hot. Coming in Um, hot. So, yeah. So, if you would like to send in your feedback, you definitely can. Uh, Shit 90 Shows Taught Me, or excuse me, we are Shit 90 Shows Taught Me, but you can find us on all social media platforms at Shit 90s Pod and also Shit 90s Pod at gmail.com if you'd like to send in your feedback. Um, We're still kicking off with Dawson's Creek. We're up to episode seven on that show. Loving it, living it. Um, and obviously last week we had a whirlwind, uh, check out pilot season for my so-called life. Check out our, you've got mail podcast that MJC guested on. That mm-hmm. was hot, hot, hot. Yeah. That was a fun podcast. We had so much fun, um, going on his podcast on pilot season, covering my so-called life, um, had a great time with him covering you've got mail. Um, such a, such a great week last week, even though we were, really buzzing around yes i was dead tired right at the end of it but i loved every second of it so give all mm-hmm. those podcasts a listen yep. obviously give us five stars rate Please. review subscribe Please. all of the yeah. above yeah jessica um, so also we're for season one uh, no season two episode two we have a guest next week Yes, we do. Who is our guest, Sarah? Um, her name is Kayla. Kayla at Kayla uh, K Marsh 
on Twitter and Instagram. You might know her from Sequester. She was like a real like killer with like Sequester minis. Um, she's also a Survivor fan. She's a fan of our hap. So um, we're really excited to cover um, episode two with her next week. Yeah, so definitely get your feedback and send in your questions for all three of us next week. Super excited. We only, every, every once in a while, we have a guest for our normal uh, episodic mm-hmm. content. So super excited to welcome her on for uh, her first time guesting with us. That's going to be really fun. Yeah, I'm really looking forward. So, um, and then how's community building, my friend? Good, good. We just did a podcast with Gabby Piscuzzi, so definitely give that a listen. And we are up to season one, episode three. Our guest is going to be AJ Mass. We're doing introduction to film. So definitely send in any questions, uh, feedback, community at postshowrecaps.com. Uh, recording that on Saturday. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited too. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Shit 90 shows taught me.